Nature is, Dhammachat, Dharmajati, the Dharma of birth, not the law of rebirth, in at least a few Asian languages, and likely a few more. And that is probably as good a definition of it as I could come up with, notwithstanding the fact that such a birth does indeed become for many a round of which there are many, and which can neither be proven or disproven, ultimately, but for which there is no intrinsic logic, nor empirical evidence. But when we Westerners think of nature, what do we think of, if not something wild and free, and so a tight fit into our narrative of liberty, and the delightful disobedience which that implies, for we love nothing so much as breaking the rules, all the rules, if not all the time, then at least as often as we can get away with it. But does nature do that? Not hardly, I don't think, and the typical Asian view, by invoking Dharma, is certainly likening it to a law, and therefore something which we disobey only a great risk to ourselves. But that doesn't mean that nature is something written in stone, or on crinkled crackling paper, and the ink stains that have dried upon some lines. No, nature is something changing, even if the laws invoked may indeed be unchanging, or not. Thus the first rule of DNA SHT happens, i.e. mutations occur, and that becomes the raw material for evolution. Now the central dogma of the science of genetics is that these mutations are random, which may or may not be true, but there is much anecdotal evidence that there may indeed be more to it than that, but for which firm and verifiable evidence is heretofore lacking. And that doesn't even consider the fact of so-called genetic drift, which no one can or will deny, but only damn by the faint praise of its driftiness, thus removing it from any consideration as something maybe far more serious in terms of cause and or effect. All of which is to say that the role of consciousness in evolution cannot be ruled out, even if some commentaries may have jumped the gun in ascribing to it more than its genuine worth, i.e. consciousness affects evolution, evolution affects consciousness. But this does nothing to minimize the miracle of birth, regardless, which is certainly not random, even if the product of the most random and brutal orgy, which is fortunately not usually the case, even if the Latin-inspired romance may indeed often be lacking on cold dark nights in tight cramped corners. But Buddhism is more concerned with the suffering implicit, and it is certainly a fact that death is implied in the law of birth and that is the proof of the prevalence of suffering, if only by a 51-49% to advantage in the scores and statistics. For the world may be defined by its limits and its suffering, but there is much beauty, also, in nature and art, and the consciousness of it.